0: Welcome and good evening, I'm your host Mr Ramsey and tonight I bring you 4 Scary Cryptid Stories and Encounters. I believe we're perhaps on volume 3 of these stories, however my past labelling of videos or lack of should I say has left me a bit stumped. As you all know, I love all things that go bump or boo in the night and I look forward to sharing these strange cryptid encounters with you. So without further ado, let's begin. This happened to me in January of 2019 in Western North Carolina. I was participating in a week-long program to get certified as a first responder for Wilderness First Aid and Rescue. I'm studying to become a forester and it's important to know how to keep people alive in the woods when things do go wrong. There are two primary locations in the complex. A classroom with some bathrooms and a kitchen where we spent most of the day in class and ate meals and a group of one-room cabins on top of a steep hill directly north of the classroom where we would sleep. An important thing to note about the cabins is the heating system. Each cabin has a small but powerful radiator in it that makes the cabin feel like a sauna if left on for too long. Since it was January, it was pretty chilly outside at night, so the heat was needed. In order to strike a balance between boiling in our beds and getting hypothermia, we would turn on the radiator and leave a window open so that the warm and cold air could circulate and create a reasonable temperature. Don't get at me about the waste of power, I didn't like it either. The radiator and the open window were at the front of the cabin, next to the door, and my bed was directly across from the window. The incident happened on the fifth day, a Thursday, of my time there. My boyfriend and I, who was enrolled in the programme with me, Had settled down for the night in the cabin we shared with one other person. We had gone to sleep as normal and we were sleeping soundly on two bunks that we had pushed together so we could sleep next to each other. Sometime during the night, I was woken up by something shuffling on the other side of the room near the window. I heard my boyfriend say in a complaining voice, Can't we close the window? I wake up feeling frozen. I woke up more and sat up in the bed groggily, about to answer him, when I heard another voice say, If we close the window, it'll get too hot and we'll wake up sweaty. I snapped awake and froze where I was sitting. The voice that had responded was my voice. There is something very strange and wrong in hearing your voice repeated back to you. In the dark I looked down next to me where I saw my boyfriend sleeping soundly. At this point, A mortal dread had a tight grip on my chest, and I forced myself to not move or even blink. I was focused intently on the place near the window, fearfully anticipating more of my own words. I heard more shuffling outside the window, and the same words were repeated If we close the window, it'll get too hot and we'll wake up sweaty. Followed quickly by my boyfriend's voice again Can't we close the window? I wake up feeling frozen. Towards the end of the last repetition of my boyfriend's words, there seemed to be an unevenness in the enunciation, like raising and lowering the pitch slightly. I remained frozen in my bed, feeling my hand fall asleep in my propped-up position. I sat there for what felt like 15 or 20 minutes, listening to whatever it was shuffle around in front of her window separated from me by some odd ten feet and window mesh. Eventually the shuffling became more frequent, and a weird mumbling sound came from outside the window, with no real words being said, or at least none that I could make out. This particular behaviour didn't last long before the shuffling sound moved to the left of the window to the door, but a scratching sound began to manifest. As the sound moved, I saw the silhouette of a medium height, five-foot-six, perhaps, figure that moved in an uncanny way, like when a baby animal tries to walk for the first time but isn't quite strong enough to stand up correctly. It sounded like someone was scraping some dry sticks against the wood of the door, not aggressively, but kind of like an impatient dog asking to be let in. The scratching slowly moved around the cabin, stopping when it reached the wall that I was closest to. My ears were strained to hear anything that might indicate further action but all I could hear were footsteps on the dry leaves. The footsteps eventually moved away from the cabin and down to the other side of the hill and didn't return for the rest of the night. I stayed unmoving from my position for at least another half hour before my body readjusted itself slightly, letting blood flow back into my asleep limbs. I was wide awake until my boyfriend and other roommates alarm went off some time before dawn to get ready for the day, which felt like maybe two hours but I couldn't be certain because I didn't have a clock. My boyfriend was surprised that I was awake before him, as I am typically a later sleeper, but I just told him his alarm woke me up and tried to act somewhat normal. We got up and got ready for our day, but I refused to leave the cabin until the sun began to peak over the mountains. For the rest of the week I was on edge and felt like there were eyes on me whenever it was relatively dark out, though I'm not sure how much of that was just paranoia. In the day following the incident at night, I had realised that the lines that were repeated to me by the voice were a part of the conversation that my boyfriend and I had had earlier in the week, and I came to the conclusion that whatever it was had been outside our cabin and heard us talking. This scared me a great deal, and I also realised that i had likely been lurking there in the following nights as well without us realising it. I might do so again for the remaining nights, though it ended up not coming back. I waited to tell my boyfriend about this until we had left the program because he scares easy and was already a little weary of walking in the woods at night up to the cabins. It should be noted that I know this not to be a sleep paralysis experience, as I have had them before, and they were nothing like this. Not to mention I was able to move. I am posting this here also as a means of asking for advice in addition to getting it off my chest. As this winter I will have to return to the same location to renew my certification. It expires every two years. And I want to know as much as I can so I can hopefully avoid another encounter. I know the entity for which this board is named is pinned on a lot of strange encounters. But I don't have a better idea of what it could be. If there is a similar entity that exists in my area, I'd be glad to hear about it and what I can do, if anything, to avoid it. Number two. This encounter occurred on february second in twenty sixteen, around the hours of 5 till 8 pm. I was living in Pullman working and completing graduate degrees at Washington State University. I know the exact day because I had a habit hobby of writing bad poetry, and so when some phrase or pops into my head that I want to write down, I jot it in the notes on my phone. That day I wrote and this is true. I'm afraid to walk alone, afraid I'll meet the devil on the road. Until writing this, i had honestly forgotten about the strange detail of the story, which in retrospect is probably the least explainable aspect as it implies the encounter was somehow more than coincidental. Pullman is a small college town that's extremely walkable. For anyone who may be reading this familiar with the area, I commuted on foot daily from Lament Street on Military Hill down to the walking-biking path and up College Hill via Stadium Way, mostly to campus. So I would walk down a hill, through a valley on a bike path, and up a well-lit hill into a college campus, taking about 45 minutes. Some other relevant details about Pullman are that it's extremely isolated, surrounded by rolling wheat fields to an extreme degree of deforestation, basic solely populated by local townies and undergraduates. The sun goes down famously early in any season but summer. Drunk undergraduates are common but very uncommon far from College Hill where the encounter took place. It's not enough of a town to have a homeless population and drifters are few and far between. I'll get to the point. I walked home that evening in the dark as I had hundreds of times before. Upon reaching nearly the base of the street that I lived on, where the bike path would lead up to the nearby road to Grand Avenue. I saw the form of a humanoid crouched in the path ahead. While the road is somewhat lit, the bike path is down a small burn from the road and is very poorly lit in the spot. From about 60 feet out, I began to feel afraid, as I could not make out much about the form. About 30 to 40 feet from the crouched form, I stopped. I think if the figure was wearing clothing or had human skin of any shade, I would have caught more light. Instead, it looked too large to be human, its back too curved, its head too far forward, and though I saw no evidence of fur, the context suggests to me very heavily that it was fur-covered. My inner dialogue ran through the options, and nothing made sense. If it was human, it was a very tall man, crouched over as if bawling himself up into the road, back deeply arched over. If it was not... It was a humanoid and something people do not generally believe exists. Those are really the only two options. I began to have a fight or flight response. I said hey, at a moderate volume, something like two or three times. The form moved. It looked like it was turning its head towards or away from me. I never saw eyes or any kind of light catch it. It just looked like a hunched over, crouched humanoid in the middle of the bike path at night too large to be a person whose high school didn't try to get him to play basketball. And hey, maybe it was a drunk basketball player half a mile from campus, or maybe not. I was torn between the realisation that I was potentially witnessing something fantastic and and the will to live beyond that moment. I immediately clambered up the embankment to the road, crossed the road and walked the rest of the way home on the other side. The height difference, darkness, and existence of the berm kept me from seeing the form any further. I walked up the hill to my apartment, locked the door, and reflected on the bad poem line I had just jotted earlier. I wondered if I was being followed by some evil creature who would be further hunted. Nothing else happened, and it became a funny story I told my friends in town. I don't know if this story and its details might be useful to anyone, but I wanted to offer it up. It is a true story, and it did happen. I have no explanation for it, even if it was a human. It's a strange coincidence with the note. Maybe the most likely scenario is a stressed-out graduate student hallucinated. I don't know. Number 3 I've been stewing in this story for a while, I'm not gonna lie. I had a few drinks, so pardon the errors and rambling, I'm not a great storyteller. This takes place in New York in the midsummer. It was my best friend's last day at his old house which was filled with weird shit. I've experienced stuff there and I've had a few experiences that can be boiled down to ghosts all the way to feel like my life was in danger. Which is why I refused to spend the night there as that was when the feeling came. So this was their last day at the old house getting all their stuff to their new house. I was helping them that day. All I remember from that day is walking in a house seeing the windows filled with dead flies like more than I thought could be in a house and then driving to their new house at night which had to be at least 8 hours of missing time. I was confused and I asked them where are we and was told we were on the way to the new house. I said but we never got the rest of your stuff. My friend's brother looked at me concerned and said yeah we did. What happened I said and was just told they would tell me later. This is a story best to come from their mouth, as I cannot remember it, just 8 hours, poof, gone, and they word on what happened. All they said was, I was very quiet the whole time, when shit went down in the house. We were driving and we noticed there are no other cars on the road, which is strange as we are going through quite a few small towns, and it was still early in the night on a Friday. The little brother mentions this, and as soon as he does, a bunch of cars come around the corner. At this point, it's just circumstance, but there will be a pattern. We keep driving, and we notice all the houses are completely empty. Like lights are on, but we see nothing in them. No furniture, nothing. I mention this, and boom. Next house, we notice people just standing in the window, staring at our car. We notice this in the next three or four houses. This point, we are shitting bricks, and notice this drive is taking way too long. They only moved a few towns over and this drive was taking well over an hour and it feels like we have been driving in a cornfield for a while. My friend says, what the fuck is going on? We should be almost there by now. Lo and behold, the cornfield ends and we recognise where we are again. Seeing a pattern, yeah, because I didn't and I said something I regret to this day. Man, what other weird shit is going to happen to me? As soon as it came out of my mouth, I knew I fucked up my friends and his brother started yelling at me saying why would I even say that and we get into a yelling match, which is odd in itself because we never argue and my friend slams on the brakes. In front of us is what I can only describe as a big cat, like the size of a person with the head of an owl. Whatever it was, struck fear into the goddamn three of us. His little brother was a 20 year old dude who played football and he just started crying And I was on the edge like I was going insane. In the future I want to be in a kind of scientific career. And this shit wasn't making sense at all. And there was a mental gymnastics show going on while I tried to figure this out. My friend just stared at it until he said someone grabbed their phone. His battery was dead from the time he was in the old house. This woke me up and I went to grab my phone. At which point whatever we were staring at dashed into the fields. So we finally get to the new house. We pull into their driveway and back into their parking space when his brother says, What the hell is that? We look up and see what I can see look like a pure white foot crawling around like a spider. It has red eyes and it just crawls away into the forest. We sit in the car for 45 minutes until their mother arrives. No drugs or alcohol were taken that night. Well, not until after we got into the new house. The best logical conclusion I can come to is there was a CO2 leak in that old house and we were having a group hallucination. This is by far the weirdest day of my life. Number 4 A little backstory. I've always had weird experiences, be it ghosts or strange animals, it just always seems to follow me and my family. We had just recently moved into an old farmhouse just off the main road. The house comes with 88 acres of land, and only four people live on or near the land, including us. When we first moved in, nothing abnormal happened. It was just a small, out-of-the-way house that seemed like a new start for all of us. After a month of us living there, we started hearing strange noises outside at night, but nothing too serious. One night, we decided to have a fire and get drunk. Well, me and a few other guys that were there that night decided to do some night fishing. While fishing in the pond that was maybe a mile into the woods, we started hearing screaming. We just think that it was one of those girls back at the house. So we head back, but on our way back, we started noticing that there is no more sounds. No sounds of nature, no birds, no crickets, nothing. So we stopped to listen. As we do this, we hear the sound of chains rushing towards us, and it gets maybe 15 feet from us. I point a gun at where I think the sound stopped at. A fire, a shot at the ground a couple of inches from it. After a minute passes, the chains rush to the house. Nothing happened after that until we all go inside and start going to bed. We all hear a female scream again, but behind it, there was a deep, distorted laugh. After that, nothing happened until three weeks later, me and my dad go fishing out at the pond late in the afternoon. As it's inches closer to dusk, we notice three pale white animals on the opposite side of the bond. But as soon as we notice the animals, they run, but instead of running on all fours like a normal animal, they all jump up to their hind legs and jump eight feet into a tree and hop from tree to tree away. As we see this, we decide to head back home. But on the way back, we hear the trees start rustling and it keeps getting closer and closer until we get to the house and lock the doors. I decide to set cams in the woods and around the house. At first I don't get anything, just deer and wolves. Until one night a cam close to the house is moved for an hour then moved back. Nothing really came of that until one night. After a long day of working I decide to play a video game with a few friends. About 11 at night I hear two taps but I ignore it thinking it was on the game. It continues till 2 in the morning. Periodically, every five minutes, two consecutive taps would happen. I finally took my headphones off and I hear it at my window. And when I look, I saw orange eyes seven feet off the ground. After two minutes of staring at each other, it moved closer to the window and smiled at me with blood-stained daggers for teeth. Its face looked like a pale wolf-like face, with some decay on along the side of its head and neck. After doing this, it backs away and leaves. Now every night something happens, like tonight as I'm writing this. It rushed onto the porch and clawed the door. As it's doing this, it's bellowing out a laugh that almost sounds like a deranged madman crossed with hyena. Tomorrow, me and a few other guys are going into the woods with guns to try and finally put an end to all of this torment. Thank you all for listening. On screen are a few other Skinwalker and Cryptid related videos that I've handpicked and I've hopefully remembered um, to put in. <laughs> Feel free to tap on the subscribe button as we get closer to 5,000. And with that said, I hope you all have a great day or evening whenever you're watching and I'll catch you on in the next one. Thank you.